Hey, Tony, uh, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. I'm just bored. Bored? Yeah. You don't have to be bored. Why? There's the Pod Bros Podcasting Network, you fool. What's that? It's a podcasting network. You listen to podcasts like talk radio, but a million times better. Oh, wow. Where's that at? Podbros.com. Is, what is that on the, on, the, on the interwebs? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, man. All right. Well, I got to go and get the internet and then listen to the Pod Bros things. You do that. Okay. Bye. See ya. See ya. Anywho, feel free to check us out on Facebook, Kapowcast2015. We also have a Gmail account, Kapowcast Podcast, and also on Twitter, at Kapowcast. I got to go catch that little fucker. Hey, what are you doing over there? Shut up. Welcome to episode 31 of Kapowcast. We're so old! Yeah, <laughs> 31 weeks we've been doing this. It's really weird to think about. Wow, that's almost a year. And now it we is. have the worst case of hemorrhoids ever. Because <laughs> we haven't left the basement. <laughs> nope. We are all unemployed. We haven't showered. We are <laughs> stewing in our own filth of surge cans. <laughs> We're squatting right now, technically. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a beard from my balls. <laughs> Gray beard. <laughs> With me once again, as you can tell, is Tony Vance. Oh, hello. <laughs> and from Flask Action Heroes, Jeff Jefferson. Hello. And Cody. Oh, you're just going to not fucking say anything? You're taking the with Cody? <laughs> Fuck you. He's not here. Uh, not much of a difference there. <laughs> today we're going to be... <laughs> today we're going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of one of the biggest milestones in comics, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. It's historical. It is. It's like the uh, Lost Ark. But first, as always, <laughs> news. Yay. Uh, James Gunn recently announced it is official. Yeah. Kurt Russell mm-hmm. will be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. I am Snake himself. Arsenio <laughs> Hall. Uh, that f- filming for that is uh, getting underway. They've released a couple stills. Did you see the uh, big promotional image that he tweeted out? No. Of the silhouettes of them walking. The silhouettes yeah. with the baby Groot on top of Drax. Yep. That was fucking, that was awesome. I got pretty pumped when I see baby Groot. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, continuity. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? I'm guessing that, I mean, I, it's purely speculation that he will be playing Star-Lord's dad. Yeah, maybe. But it's just a matter of which route they're going to go. He's going to be Galactus. <laughs> Adam Warlock, as we've talked Possible, about. Like, yeah. I, I think of Adam Warlock, and I could totally see Kurt Russell in that role. Hell yeah. That'd be awesome. And are they going to go the route even, as further, even further and having him be an Infinity Gauntlet? Oh, that'd be amazing. Hmm. Him and Josh Brolin together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> My body is My ready. My body is 
Tony, you look like you're deep in thought. I, I honestly, I had like five thoughts there. I was thinking about Kurt Russell and everything you were saying, and then you guys kept talking about your bodies, and then I got <laughs> John Mayer stuck in my head. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I can't wait for this movie. It was a sleeper hit. Yeah, it wowed me. It was a groundbreaking cinematography. It was spectacular. It was. Um, and not to mention the set design, the costume design, oh, the makeup. Yeah. They've said that there, there's not going to be really. Well, James Gunn said this. I don't know. He's he seems like he's the type of person he'll say something, but you don't know whether or not to believe him if he's just <laughs> fucking with you. He has a history of uh, throwing people off the scent. Because like he said that there's not going to be really any uh, Infinity Stone play in this. Yeah, and they don't play with the stones. I don't. I, I don't. I think he might have even said like I don't know if Thanos is even going to be in it really, which is entirely possible. But. I mean, by the time this comes out, won't, will the first... Uh, what's the slated date for it? Next year. Yeah. So that's before... November? Was it November uh, next year? No, I believe it's April or May next year. Oh, so really? it'll be around the same time. Doesn't um, the fir- the next Avengers movie come out next year? Uh, 2019 or 18. Is it 18? Yeah. Uh, really? Yep. Jeez. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> this podcast and hope we do it for another topic. Man, they're all going to be really old by the time the last movie's from. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be 85 years old. <laughs> uh, He's currently 70, right? Adventures Infinity War really Part good. 1 <laughs> is slated for May 4th, 2018. Damn. Okay. And Guardians Turbine of the Galaxy <laughs> 2 is scheduled for May 5th, 2017. May. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. going to be a year. That'd be surprising if they didn't put Thanos in it. Or like any reference to Infinity or Infinity. Ugh. Infinity Stones, because we have two more still. We have to... Yeah, but like two more over the span That's of how true. many movies? That's true. Yeah. I'm saving it for uh, the Black Widow movie. and. Uh, well, I'm guessing we're going to get Black an Infinity Stone one or... We're going to get a Infinity Stone in Doctor Strange. How many have there been so far? Three? Four. Four? Four, Four of the... So, yeah, they got two left. Cuatro. For the uh, Time Stone and the Soul Stone, I think... Are the two that I believe you are yet to right. be? They haven't officially said they, which stones are which. Yeah, I don't think Not they've all ever. Of them they have, yeah, they have. Yep, in the uh, oh, Age of yeah. Ultron special features, they yeah, yeah, uh, go through and they. That's right. Yep, uh, and then they directly call uh, the Mind Stone. The Mind actually in the movie. So. You know what's weird? Side note, <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> I watch. Have you watched? Either you watched the Avengers Assemble cartoon on Netflix? Um, is that the uh, one that the latest one or the one before? Yes, the latest, the latest one. I that the, the cover almost looks like the Avengers poster. Mm-hmm. I have watched a few episodes, not all. Of How it. is it? Eh. Yeah, but they cover the they do the Infinity Gauntlet in it mm-hmm. with Thanos, but there's only five stones. That is weird. For some reason, they don't have the Soul Stone in it. Maybe they don't want to broach a religious topic or something. That's the only thing I could think of. I just thought it was really you bizarre. know as the God of Thunder is walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is targeted more towards a younger audience. It's Both, a, yeah, that and, well, no, not Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Earth's Mightiest Heroes had a more uh, stylistic, kid-friendly, like, animation. Yeah. But the storylines were actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. I only caught, like, four or five episodes, but I remember really enjoying it. Um, well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Hell we'll yeah. see what happens. I'm Kurt Russell. I mean... We're seeing we're seeing now like such talented actors and actresses that want to be a part of these movies mm-hmm. 
because they know it's going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to get an awesome payday. Mm-hmm. And they know that there's going to be sequels. It's just, yeah, well, as long as you're not a villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have a bad track record with reoccurring villains, unless you're Loki. You know, the Marvel movies for an actor or actress is just like you put a contract in front of them, and I don't know anybody that would be like, eh. Yeah. I feel like every actor or actress would be like, I think I could do absolutely, yeah. yes. Because you know... You got a career after it's that. It's instinctive. Right. Like, Marvel's, you know, oh, it's a Marvel movie. going to be a hit. I mean, just look what it's done for, like, Chris Pratt. Yep. Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Loki. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> yes. Saved Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Yeah, totally revitalized it. And he's still being snarky to this day. He sure is. Mm-hmm. Second bit of news I got here. Um, yes. More Batman v Superman news. Oh, Good God, shit. Yep, yep. Um, they're taking a different route with Alfred. Yeah, oh, he's going to be a that. woman, I heard. Yes, he is going to be a woman. <laughs> I thought they're transvestite. Played by... Uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> so she's still a man. <laughs> hey oh, Rosie O'Donnell wears underwear with dick holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes me question about uh, a league of their own. But uh, <laughs> Alfred will be playing, he's, well, Jeremy Irons will be playing Alfred, who was apparently uh, the worst bodyguard in the history of man. He was supposed to be Thomas Wayne, Thomas and Martha Wayne's bodyguard. Oh, shit. His head, their head of security. <laughs> no way. Okay. Yep. That makes a little bit more sense now. Like, the feeling that we kind of get from the trailers isn't really, like, a yeah. sense. He seems like he's going to be a little bit more hands-on right. with helping Batman out. Which is pretty exciting. Strike honestly. three, you're out pretty much for him because, you know, he's already on strike two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... He basically he ends up becoming the he does still end up becoming Bruce Wayne's guardian, and he ends up you know becoming like he's like the head of security and mm-hmm. so it is a little bit of a different. Uh, he's also you know said to be like a former SAS uh, officer. Wasn't uh, Alfred supposed to be? Alfred that? was yeah like he was a they British did secret the, agent. Yeah, they did it in the animated series where you found out that he had a past yeah. of being like a secret agent. So this isn't. Too far gone. I think they're kind of limiting the butler aspect, just trying to well, I mean, revamp else, it up yeah. and, and do something a little do different. I'm surprised they'd make him into fresh. a uh, computer program. <laughs> that was an idea. You mean like <laughs> Jarvis? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh. That was an idea for uh, a Batman movie once. I can believe it. Well, Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I can understand why they did it, it was already. It was already in a Batman movie. Hmm? Intruder alert. Oh, you're right. Intruder alert. Where he uh, <laughs> identify. Identify where he unknowingly <laughs> just gave his niece a bunch of shit I and know. told her to go really do really dangerous things without any training. <laughs> oh, it's you! Oh, it's you, dear girl. Um, are you okay with this? Are you guys okay with like a a, a, a revamp? Yeah, a more you know badass Alfred, if you will. I don't yeah, mind. No, I, I mean, there wasn't much more they could do with the character. I uh, I I've spoken my piece a few times before about how they need to kind of freshen up the whole Batman thing. I like mean, who the fuck been... has a butler? I mean, I realize he's a billionaire, but even, like, you know, you don't see fucking Mark and Zuckerberg walking around with a guy holding an umbrella over his head. That's true. It does, you know, it does oh, also mirror, too, like, Batman, um, what is it? Earth One. Earth One's Alfred. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the same yeah. deal. Like, so this isn't, I mean, to, to you know, the average person... If, like, Cody oh was sitting God. here, this would probably be, like, a, a, you know, like, holy shit, they're doing that. But it's not 
to right. us, it's uh-huh. like, oh, it's not that. It's actually super weird that you brought up the Earth One, right? Mm-hmm. So when Man of Steel came out, I said, wow, this is really good, and it feels like it's really based off of uh, Super Superman Earth One. Mm. You see, you see mm-hmm. the weirdness here. I do. Um, did you read Earth One? Mm-mm. Okay, Earth One. It, it's basically just a retelling of. Uh, I would say probably Superman's origin, uh-huh. but literally like Man of Steel mirrors that storyline. Yeah. And what he's just saying about Alfred and it being in the Batman Earth One, which is essentially the same universe of the two books. Okay. Um, is that these movies are drawing more from those novels as uh, not so much from the mainline mm-hmm. novels. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can go from like when it comes to the... Storyline because like half of their origins are you know from like the 30s, 40s, 50s, right. 60s, and 70s. Yeah, that's the one thing I think DC's never really done is redo origins. Yeah, yeah. they and just like, kind of glance over it. Yeah, the thing is too is like um, with the whole Alfred thing, like you know what's always like kind of been weird to me is Bruce Wayne's his, his parents die, Alfred takes up the legal guardian. Chip, yeah. mm-hmm. and suddenly the father figure—he's a father figure to him now. Mm-hmm. And then he goes from being a father figure to just waiting on him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hand and foot. <laughs> and I feel like, and he, and Batman's okay with this, yeah. Apparently, well, Batman's that, a dick that's been established. <laughs> yeah, that—that's both very true things. Uh, <laughs> um, also, apparently, it's it's <laughs> being talked about that in the movie Bruce Wayne doesn't live in Wayne Manor. He lives in like more of like a lake house, well, what's getaway what? type thing, which is like, yeah, yeah I, mean, I guess right. it makes sense. Who lives in Wayne Manor? Squatters, Alfred, Take. Alfred, Alfred. <laughs> sitting around making himself sandwiches. Um, <laughs> this is the life. <laughs> there was fuck those Wayne. Actually, there was a uh, <laughs> images uh, put online from a uh, Batman v Superman like companion guide. Ah, uh-huh. and there's like images like from the movie and stuff, and I and you get your first image of. Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah. Played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan and yeah. Rory Cohen from Walking Dead. Both from Walking Dead, actually. Yeah. Wow, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah, yeah he's, he's playing Thomas. He's playing Thomas Wayne. Huh. And they were both it's on Supernatural, very, it's too. A, it's a very small role. And he was... Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, they were both on Supernatural. Uh, Rory Cohen, Maggie from Walking Dead. She yeah. was... Um, she was in the second or third season. She was the person that kept kind of... The girl that kept dicking him over. <gasps> Oh, yeah, the demon. No, she wasn't a demon. She was a fellow hunter. Was she a fellow hunter? Yeah, she kept... I can't remember her name. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but she, like, would... And she she ended up... Uh, she Hashtag stole, Dean forever. <laughs> she, uh, she stole the cult from them at one point. I remember all that, um, but I swear to God she that ended she up getting killed. She ended up getting killed by... Uh, spoiler alert. She ended up getting killed by the hounds. <laughs> I like how you oh. say spoiler. She gets killed by spoiler alert. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so I saw the two. first image of them as Thomas and Martha Wayne. And he was, was also in Watchmen. He was. Yep. He was a comedian. And he was in Losers. Oh, wow. With a f- slew of other people that have yeah. been in comic book movies. We but it must have made a pact with the devil or something. Joke. <laughs> I, I've been so excited at Jeffrey Dean Morgan being Thomas Wayne. It makes me want them to do a... Uh, down the road to do a story of like an alternate Earth where we can see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Ooh. Thomas Wayne as Batman. Hard that drinking would be Batman. So good. And he would he would fit the bill so well. What the hell's with this guy? He's like a chameleon. 
Yeah. Like, he can literally do anything. I feel like you don't cast an actor like that unless you have, like, future plans for That's him, you point. know? That's a good like, point. Like, whether it's, you know, through flashbacks or whatever, right. or, you know, um, you just don't cast an actor like that just to play a bit part. Yeah, he's a heavy hitter. He's, I mean, he's single-handedly piqued Jeff's interest just uh-huh. on the fact that he's going to be Negan. Yeah. In Walking Dead. Yeah, and it'll probably actually get me watching the show again after, let's see, what season are they at now? This past episode was really good. I like Carl lost his uh, boner. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled sure a, uh, did. <laughs> he pulled a Christmas uh, story where <laughs> got his eye shot out with a with BB, a BB gun. gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just shoot your eye out, kid. Mm. Coral. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am ready. For some, for Batman v Superman, we're only a few weeks away. Damn, um, damn. And I feel like like our news, like there's always been a bit of Batman v Superman news in there. Cause yeah, they sneak in so some. much stuff like going on, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping we start to see a little bit more news wise from Civil War. Like, but I don't They've know. Kind of been mums the word on uh, Civil War. I actually am not too angry at that after Age of Ultron and all the shit they. Flew out at us. I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Marvel's sitting back in the shadows. They've going, been pretty minimalist about it. Yeah, and, and kind of going. You know what? We know we already got you. Yeah, with You're just the title alone. <laughs> oh, well, because you think about it, we're only oh, let's see, it's last week of February, so we're only like two and a half months away, maybe. Yeah, um, and we still. I mean, as of this recording. There's still only been really the one trailer. I don't count that Super Bowl spot. Yeah, that was just uh, a 30-second spot. Right? Yeah. People were going ape shit over that. Now it's just kind of like, I mean, it was cool, but, I mean, it wasn't enough to, like... Right. Oh, it, what, what, what new food? Was there any new footage shown? Uh, there was the footage of uh, I mean, we saw Bucky in there. trying to shoot Iron Man, and he has the glove that, yeah. like... Oh, that, was, that, that was really cool. Oh, that was so sweet. That was, like, that was like the coolest thing <laughs> in the whole, the whole trailer. Um, you got a good look at uh, Black Panther, although he'd already, I, I already shown get, him in a yeah. magazine. I did get chills though when uh, they start they start that little preview and then they like the, the crowd uh, chanting "United we stand, United we stand." Uh-huh. Okay, so we, fall. we actually we, we never even talked about this on the show. Um, Now's a good time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> While we're at it, when in, in, at the end of that they do the rundown. They do the rundown of Cap's yeah. side and they pan. And they see you know, then they do Iron Man's side and, they do, yeah. and they get to Black Panther and they stop. Do you think that shot goes a little bit longer oh, and Spider-Man's man. Okay, next so, to Black Panther? So you just said that, right? But have you heard and seen the photos and everything saying that there's a reflection in uh, Iron Man's shoulder armor no. of Spider-Man? Uh-huh. And it, no. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's kind it's, of a shape r- in the clouds. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But like, it's, there's people that are like taking... The Age of Ultron trailer and the final battle where Thor's, you know, he says something to Ultron like, "Is that all you got?" Mm-hmm. And um, behind him is Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Well, in the trailer for Age of Ultron, they actually edit them out so you don't see them in the trailer, but they're actually supposed so you, to be behind. Yeah, you're saying like they wouldn't let something like that slip yeah. right, by exactly. them. Um, well, another thing that would be a giveaway. There's um. One less person on Iron Man's side. Like, I believe there were six on Caps. Yeah. On Team Cap, and then they only panned past five people on Iron Man's side. True. Yeah. Not that that's, just, like, a definite indicator. Right. I, I, mean, I feel like that it definitely, 
maybe cuts off there. Those little argument can be made, like, why does Iron Man's team need an extra person? They got fucking yeah. Vision. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Two guys in power armor, Vision. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, wouldn't Black Panther kind of have power armor, too? Yeah. Well, he's kind of, vibranium. Yeah, vibranium armor. It enhances armor. his abilities, so. Yeah. They haven't really established what it'll do in the movie yet, too. Um, I mean, that's... That's a movie that I, I'm mentally not ready for. I'm <laughs> emotionally a, not ready for. I, I have a great approach to this year. You just do one at a time. If you <laughs> try to do more, you're going to have like a seven-hour boner. You're going to have to call <laughs> up paramedics. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> Did you take our medicine? No. <laughs> no so I much didn't. comic book. <laughs> this was like the best time for us to start doing this show oh, yeah. last year because we had this this year coming up, and it's just... Literally, like, month after month. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, this this movie's coming. Okay, we'll just talk You know, about we this. even got, you know, we, we talked about maybe seeing Ghostbusters uh-huh. for the show. Um, mm-hmm. We'll take that bullet. Ninja Turtles. Uh, I kind of actually want to see that. Recital. We got Krang <laughs> Formation. Yep. Yeah. I saw the picture. It actually looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Independence Day. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That was somebody on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There was uh, you got an Independence Day sequel, you know. I actually want to see the two after seeing the uh, trailer. So we're gonna start end up actually spending our money um, <laughs> to do this show. And we're still I'm not actually getting paid. I'm already <laughs> spending money on our uh, SoundCloud yeah. <clears throat> thing. Tony <clears throat> spent a lot of money. Yep, there you go. I was I was <laughs> getting to that. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I personally have spent all the money here. All these freeloaders over here. Jeff buys his <laughs> drinks every once in a while. Yeah. That's true. I'll buy you a. Uh, you sometimes give me a handy during the episodes. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. <laughs> That's why you moved over there and you sit next to him. <laughs> the payoff um, is great, my friend. <laughs> what do you great. think before we uh, before we jump into the Dark Knight Returns stuff? What do you think is the better matchup? Batman, Superman, Batman versus Superman, Captain America versus Iron Man. Mm. You mean like fight wise or which one I'm more excited for? Which one? Both. Which one is a better fight and which one are you more excited to see? I'd say Captain America versus Iron Man would be a more even fight, especially in the cinematic universe where Captain America has super strength. But um, it's still pretty uneven because like fucking, I mean, Iron Man's, you know, super strength, energy projection. He can fly. Mm-hmm. Of course, like when it shows him fighting, he's like fighting inside buildings and stuff, so it takes away part of the maneuverability advantage. That's good old Cap for you. Yep, the master tactician. Yep. Um, that is the one I am most excited for just because I'm a huge Captain America fanboy. I mean, lifelong. And, uh, a- you know, after seeing um, the second Captain America movie, which is still my favorite Marvel film to date. Like, Ditto. Yeah, it's just, I think they have nowhere to go but up because they still have the... Russo brothers directing. And yeah, they they're pretty phenomenal. And they finally like in that movie in Winter Soldier you got to see Captain America can do some shit. Hell yeah. He Those took down an entire scenes. like mini helicarrier yep. <laughs> just with his shield and his his wit. Yep. There's jokes cracked all along like Tumblr and Twitter about that like Cap can take down like basically all the United States government <laughs> aka Hydra but just a little alien invasion all the Avengers need to be yep. <laughs> together. What about you, Tony? Which which fight are you excited to see on, on I, screen? I, w- I would, I guess, if I had to really 
think about it, it would have to be the Iron Man Captain America fight. Yeah. Um, You're both fucking wrong. The show's over. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I, I am really excited to finally see a live action Batman versus Superman fight. Yes. Especially with Batman's power armor. Yeah. And to finally, finally get the greater uh, mass populace to understand Batman could actually kick Superman's ass and Superman is not completely unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many times I've had to sit people down well, and have the conversation. Like, listen, this is all the ways that you can destroy Superman. I remember I'd, I'd posted something on Facebook and you'd commented on it. It's like, okay, how are people not able to accept Batman fighting Superman in armor, but people can accept Iron Man fighting Hulk? Oh, yeah, yeah. armor, you know? It's like they're one and the same, really. Well, not to mention the fact that Lex Luthor has fought Superman in power armor yeah. a dozen exactly. times over. I'm, I'm personally... Um, and has taken him down several times, too. Yep. No no shock. I'm really excited to see Batman, Superman. This is a, a fight that they've tried to do numerous times before. They've tried to put this on film. Um, we're finally getting a Batman that looks to be... Yeah. Comic accurate. Uh-huh. The guy moves like a fucking ninja. <laughs> he pelts he you in the yeah. head and you land neck first somehow. <laughs> Nobody knows how. Physics doesn't work that way, people. It's yeah, not science, like, um, bro. He also rock bottomed someone through a crate. It's true. <laughs> I thought I was the only one who seen nope. that. I saw it too, don't worry. <laughs> and like just like, you know, he comes up through the ground and he works in the shadows, like seeing that kind of Batman and then you know, I'm very interested to see what kind of Bruce Wayne he pulls off. Because I think he's gonna be a phenomenal Bruce Wayne. Because you you look at all the past Batmans, you know, Michael Keaton, Batman, Val, Batman thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's smooth <laughs> operator. Uh, you look at like Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Adam, even Adam West. Yeah. You know, uh, just the live action ones. We're not gonna talk Kevin Conroy. But they only they all have like one or the other. Yeah. It's like you either got one part down and you're lacking in the other. You know, uh, except Adam West, he was the for a lot of people. Uh, Christian Bale was probably like the closest one we'd got, mm-hmm. but what turned a lot of people off was like the voice. Yeah, and speaking of the voice, keep going, and I want to. Talk I, about I was, you go ahead. Oh, okay, um, what do you guys think about the voice? Um, gritty, but not unrealistically gritty. Well, like it's it's like mechanically it's like yeah, mechanically yeah. you know projected. It's like because he has a tech call underneath, and they're saying he's even going to have like detective mode, like Sweet. he had in like the Arkham awesome. games. Awesome, and like that's where like his voice. Because if you see in that final trailer when they go to stab at uh, his his cowl, it like sparks. Oh, so he hits it with yeah. a knife, and it like it sparks. So it like it it detects. It's like masks his voice. Uh huh. I think that's probably. I think. Especially for the actor that they have, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good move because you can hear Ben. You can think of Ben Affleck's voice, and you can almost imagine what he would sound like just doing like a deeper voice. Right. Uh-huh. I think it's actually it's a really good uh, a really good turn. For nowadays, I mean, we've we've always had Batman's where it's just been a change of voice, and you know, you had Christian Bale that sounded like he was gargling gravel. <laughs> um, but like this, this, I mean, it's not even that far fetched. I mean, they, um, Stephen Emil Arrow, 
he uses a digital whatchamacallit. Yeah, to, they, they use that on Arrow, too. Yeah, to protect his voice and change it during, you know, when he's, you know, the the hooded vigilante or Arrow or Green Arrow. Or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, whatever you want to call him. Um, and I think it's a fantastic idea because I... I just personally have never understood how just changing your voice a little bit. Yeah. Because you look at it, and, and Bruce Wayne's supposed to be a huge public well, figure. Yeah, he's like Pierce right. Holton. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, he had a the- sex tape? <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. But no, imagine like, What's you know. What's my name? Imagine someone like fucking some famous celebrity nowadays that. I don't know. Imagine Kanye West tried to be a superhero. You'd yeah. instantly fucking recognize him. Yeah, exactly. They go around saying, Yeezy. Your man should have that much power, <laughs> you know. Yeezy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm really excited just to see like a, a, a comic accurate Batman. And I love Henry Cavall as Superman. Yeah, he's fantastic. That movie, gets, too. that movie gets way, way too much shit. I agree. From oh, Man of Steel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. Did you know it only got it only got like a I mean, not saying rotten tomato scores matter, but they do give you an idea. Like it only got like a fifty six percent. Really? Something on there. Yeah. Rough. But that movie, like, I don't understand like why people have the, such disdain for it. Yeah. Oh, Superman killed. I have blah blah blah. I have the score on on my iPod and randomly when I I'm love driving. that score. When when I'm driving, the, it'll come on <laughs> and it'll start so with just that, start speeding, and I'll just get chills just like all through my body. I'm like, oh, there were, yeah, I start speeding. <laughs> there were parts in that movie that got me. That like, yeah, yeah. Right the tornado, here. the tornado. Well, that, that tore and then me apart. The part where literally, and, and, and I, I, <laughs> I accompany this to a lot of the music. I uh-huh. I give it the music credit for that Absolutely, because you know yeah. music makes you feel you know all things. sorts of things and then accompany well, with the right scene the opening sequence with the death of Krypton oh I thought it was oh, so well fuck done yeah. the uh, but the one part that got me is the let's part, go watch this shit <laughs> <laughs> the part where um it's after Clark has saved the bus uh-huh. of yeah. kids and Pa Kent takes him in and he's talking to him and telling him like where he came from and then he's like you know can I still just keep being your son and. That the music comes in, that piano comes in, and yeah. it gets. I got, I got goosebumps right now. <laughs> just actually. thinking about it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so I just, I love it. And I'm, I'm like, how can people like, you know, so, so many people in the comic movie community are just jaded. like jaded, yeah. entitled people. Yeah, yeah. You know, damn millennials. We may come off that way at times with certain things, but I think I like to think that. We are far more open. I, I do try to keep an open your mind whenever I watch a stereotypical film. keyboard warrior in a <laughs> in a in a comment message board. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I mean, we yeah we get we get kind of naggy and down on things of of this nature, but then when we actually when it comes time and s- to see it, we're not afraid to say we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Well, we're not afraid. And then the factor that we I I'm sure that you guys do too, but I get caught up. In the movie, even mm-hmm. even if it's not good, I still sometimes find myself getting caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Even Green Lantern, for Christ's sake! I mean, I went and seen that. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's a fucking live action Green Lantern movie!" <laughs> oh, it's so good! It's so good! And then you you get off the hypnotist act and <laughs> you realize that was a really bad movie. It was. I mean, uh, we. <laughs> I know I was burnt by it, <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, like. You know, I I still felt the need to pick it up on Blu-ray for some strange reason. Form, you know, yeah. because I'm just like, you know Me what? Too. I want to I want to 
when maybe I want to sit down and try to give it another shot. Well, the the thing that got me was director's cut. Yeah, was that any like, better? It, there was a couple things in there that like made the movie feel a little bit more complete, a little bit more. It made a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't feel so rushed in the beginning. Um, other than that, no, not really. <laughs> I tried to watch it before on like FX. Uh huh. I just couldn't get into it. Like you know, I'd just be like, eh, let's see what else is on. Yeah, I mean. I would say if you had to watch it, director's cut, it's a little less painful. Okay. Maybe I'll get drunk and watch it sometime. Just, there just you be like, yeah. <laughs> Flask Action Heroes does <laughs> Green Lantern. Green Lantern, oh boy. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Our in-depth analysis. I'm not going to listen to that one because <laughs> you're going to tear my boy apart. <laughs> so in keeping with the whole Batman, Superman thing, we're going to talk about 1986's Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns came out 30 years ago this month. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's a substantial piece of not just comic book uh, lore, but just Literature. overall literal. Yep. Yeah. You know, liter- you know, it's you have a few comic books that are, are you know, transcend the genre. You have your mouse. Yep. Uh, Sandman. Watchmen. And Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Um a little bit, a little backstory here for me. Uh, I've always been a huge Batman fan, if you can't tell. <laughs> Just walking yeah. around in his basement right now. Yeah. Um, it's and very biased down here. <laughs> I remember, you know, looking at graphic novels when I was in, like, around high school and looking at the Dark Knight Returns graphic novel and just, like, kind of picking up and glancing through it because you're looking to buy a graphic novel. You want to see if you like the artwork first. Yes. Mm-hmm. The artwork turned me off. Frank uh, Miller uh, penciled it too, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, very dude. bizarre artwork. That's him all over. Um, it's not colorful. Yeah, it's kind of drab. It's, yeah, it's, it's all very yeah, all done on, It's all washed out. Very yeah. Almost, almost uh, watercolor. Yeah, almost. Grim and gritty. <laughs> Excuse me. Good God, that sounded bad. It did. <laughs> you need to lay off those smokes, boy. Um... <laughs> So I, I, for the longest time, I didn't pick it up. As I started getting older, I started venturing into drugs, heavy drugs. Into drugs usage. and <laughs> depression. Depression <laughs> and firearms. <laughs> and operating tables. <laughs> Syringes. And then, uh, and then I discovered, you know, I was, well, that, no, that really happened. <laughs> and then I, uh, I started looking. Then he fell in love. I started looking more into like you know graphic novels, like acclaimed ones. Mm-hmm. I picked up like The Man Who Laughs, Killing mm. Joke, Batman Year One, stuff like that. And then I, I finally took the jump and I picked up Dark Knight Returns because you, you, if you walk around and you're saying you're a Batman fan and you haven't picked up or tried to at least read The Dark Knight Returns, you're kind of a fraud. <laughs> you're <laughs> you living know? a lie, folks. Um. And it's we talked about this before where you start reading it and the story and everything takes precedent over the art. Yeah. So you end up not paying attention as much I think to the art. I think pretty like I I've read a few Frank Miller things and I think it, this one is definitely 
This is the story takes way more precedence over the artwork. This is you know pre like crazy Frank Miller. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Well, this is pre super crazy. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Level nine thousand crazy. Over five thousand. But this, yeah, like, and you look at like this book and what was done. Because originally it wasn't a graphic novel. Originally it was like four or five single issues. Yeah. Was it a Vertigo series? No. Was no. Vertigo around yet? No. I, I think DC. It was It was DC. But y- you look at like what they were putting out with that. And then you look at you know the comics that were being put out at the time. Mm-hmm. It stands out so much. Oh, yeah. That was so much. It defined the whole grim and gritty. Uh, it did. Genre. It started the precedent. Yes. And like that, I mean, that book set in stone what Batman was going to be for the to next day. 30 years. To this day, yeah. You know? They're still looking for heavy... They take heavy inspiration for every interpretation of Batman. Like Just that. look at Batman v Superman. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. that mech suit, if anybody hasn't read it that's listening, that mech suit comes directly from Dark Knight Returns. That big, battle. Stocky, uh, uh-huh. robot suit. Yeah. It... I, I'm, I'm expecting to see... Some quick not you know nods to panels coming to life mm-hmm. in that scene. Um, yeah, Zach Zack Snyder has a uh, well, he did it with Watchmen over and over and over and over again. Yeah, the yeah. whole movie. I mean, the whole thing was pra- he practically used the comic book as a storyboard. Yeah. yeah. What were initially uh, your guys's like, some of your first thoughts and, and feelings about Dark Knight Returns? Um, I loved it. I hadn't read it till uh, I think I was in my late twenties when I read it. Uh, at oh, uh, so I mean, you're 32 now. I'm 39. You're 30. You're 48 years old. I am 72 <laughs> years old. No, I'm 32 now. Yeah. So you that was like only a few years ago. Then actually, I was probably I was still working at the theater when I read it. So I was probably around 26 years old or so. Okay. So yeah, I was you know 15, 25 years ago. But no, uh, yeah, I read it, and it, the first thing I noticed I was like, oh, this is Frank Miller art, all right. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, you see uh, 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 some interesting directions with Batman artwork, but this one is definitely a, in a league of its own. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's, I mean, it was made in uh, 86, you said? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, you can tell there's, like, giant shoulder pads on the women and, like, other stuff like that and, like, giant gangly earrings that Frank Miller yeah. loves to put in all of his comics. And the whole mutants, uh, the mutant people are, like, that, like, 80s neo-punk yeah, sort yeah. of deal, like, you know... And they yeah, got like, their old cool like jive way of talking. Uh huh. Like slice and dice. <laughs> and they kept calling uh, Carrie Kelly licking chags. Chicken legs. Yep. Well, Chick- they kept saying licking chags. Lickin chags. Yeah. yeah. It was really strange. But uh, yeah, I mean, the art style, I wouldn't call it pretty, but it's very no. distinct. And it has, it is. there is a definite artistry to it. If, and oh my God, the way Superman looks in that, like his fucking chin, like. Yeah. Like, his, his fucking super chin. Yeah. Jesus. The, Artwork itself is almost like a parody in itself. And see, that's the thing, too, is like if I think if we kind of said the same thing about, you know, the Sin City movie, but like if you had the artwork and then a different story or vice versa, I don't think it would have worked as well. I agree. Uh, I think they both click and accompany each other so well. Especially because the world, like the world, is almost at times it is parody mm-hmm. because you have these, you know, the interrupting news stories throughout the story, and it's all so satirical. It is. It's all sensationalizing yeah. violence and very much how news outlets are today, really. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
Snooki so, has a new book coming out. <laughs> <laughs> that is violent. Uh, it's just like so satirical at times, and it, it, it toasts this line of taking itself seriously, mm-hmm. but not taking itself too seriously. Yep, it, he's like, especially like even his later books, like uh, All Star Batman and Robin. People are still that debating was, to oh. this day. Whether or not that was self-parody or not, yeah. because it's so but ridiculous so and over the top. Like, you know, has that line, I'm the goddamn I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, People are still using that. If they shoehorned that line in Batman v Superman, would you be happy? Or would I it be would. another I'm the juggernaut bitch? <laughs> I have a feeling it would be another I'm the juggernaut bitch. I ain't gonna lie, I'd love it. I mean... <laughs> I, I love the it, polarizing... <laughs> it... <laughs> I actually if like executed correctly. It could be really good, but it has more of a chance to be. I'm a juggernaut bitch. Well, to be fair, I laughed really hard when he said that in Max Three. So. <laughs> I think we all did. Actually, I, I, I don't remember what I did. I just I remember a blank hole. <laughs> Tony, when did um, how did you feel about Dark Knight Returns? When did you read it? Uh, I try. I first tried reading it in. I was a junior in high school. Um, I didn't make it through because the the artwork was just at that time in my age. I, I all I gave a damn about you couldn't it, appreciate. Yeah, it. it was the fucking artwork. So I dropped it, swore it off, and then <laughs> probably probably a little bit before you joined the band, mm-hmm. I re they I read it again. <laughs> we were in a band. It was a boy <laughs> band. <laughs> Um, um, but then I picked it up again and uh, sat in my room with some candles lit, and I read it. <laughs> is this true? Uh, partially. <laughs> Based Which on part the isn't truth? true? <laughs> the, the power was out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked it up and I started reading it, and uh, I remember I read it all in one sitting. Because um, that's it, pretty impressive. Yeah, I just it's it, a, it's it a threw me read. in. And and yeah, I mean, I swear, I swear by it to this day. Like people ask, you know, where should I, what comic book of Batman should I I read, you know? And I go, well, if you want to be serious about it, The Dark Knight Returns is a phenomenal comic book. It's but, a it's a hard book to try to turn people on. Yeah, because even like you said, even you being a comic book fan, and even me at you know at one point being like a huge Batman fan, it's jarring. Yeah, you open it it's up, really you're like, uh. <laughs> what the hell? Because it takes. Everything you think Batman mm-hmm. and throws it out the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You think of Batman as this, like, very, like, peak physical, and in this story, he's very bulky and, like, almost, like, blocky. He's like, yeah. built, like, freaking Thanos or Darkseid or something. Yeah. They all are. Like, Joker has big. Joker's very his big. Yeah, and his suit looks like, well, straight out of the 1980s. It's a gigantic, puffy, mm-hmm. double-breasted suit. And you yeah. kinda, I kind of get the feeling that uh, Jared Leto's Joker... They might be getting some inspiration. I agree. Yeah, from especially that one with as well. lipstick and whatnot. Yep. Um, there's, and the thing about the Joker in Dark Knight Returns is you get a fruity vibe. A fru- yeah. yeah. He calls Batman darling a yeah. lot. Like, and he nah, puts on like, poisonous lipstick for crying out loud. Yep. Like, he stole that from Ivy. He did. He, uh, you know, there, it's a, such a different take. Like, oh yeah. You know, if you're not. Hardcore comic fan or hardcore Batman fan or, 
you might be reading it thinking like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? This was one of the big reinterpretations of the mythos too. It's funny because it was a reinterpretation. It ends up totally revitalizing the entire thing. Yeah. And it, they also, you know, touched on uh, Two-Face in it. Yep. Oh, my God. Every character in the story, <coughs> they pretty much got their lives shit on horribly. Like, yep. Yeah. Um, Green Arrow lost an arm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, bitches. This was the <laughs> book. This is, remember a while ago I said something about Green Arrow taking down Superman? Oh, This was yeah, the yeah. book. He I has know. the uh, Kryptonite Arrow. Yeah. Yep. yep. It would be nice to see him in uh, Batman. Oh, spoiler Superman. alert. But I don't think I don't think that'll happen. No. Um, and what's also really cool, or what I've really loved about this story is, I don't know if it was intentional, but Frank Miller almost takes that Watchmen turn. Oh yeah, of dystopian, uh, dystopian type future yeah. and uh, superheroes being outlawed or governed, yep. horribly flawed human beings. Yeah, too. and uh, you know, Diana or Wonder Woman is left, gone back to the Mascara. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Lantern left the Earth. Yep. Um, Batgirl got fat. <laughs> whoever uh, didn't comply was. You mean Catwoman got fat? Was it Catwoman that got fat? I thought yeah. it was Batgirl. Yeah, Catwoman had like a. Uh, uh, was it like a prostitution ring? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but they were interviewing Barbara Gordon for the TV segments, and wasn't she really fat? I know Lana Lang was. Was it Lana Lang? Oh, I'll have to read it again. Um, Hold on, guys. I'll be right back. Of course, I. I've watched uh, DC did an animation on it, and sometimes these things form one in my brain. Oh yeah, which we'll get to the animation a little bit later. Um, but you, you know, uh, the whole story arc of you know Green Arrow basically wouldn't comply with mm-hmm. all this, so it's Superman's job to take him out, right? And in doing it's so, up. Superman, you know. Uh, Green Arrow loses an arm. Yeah, uh-huh. gets his arm amputated. You know, um, have fun shooting arrows now. <laughs> and it's, you know, Batman. He comes out of his retirement, and they have scenes of Superman talking to the president, who is at the time Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, talking to him and telling him, you know, uh, you, you know, we might have to bring him in. You're gonna have to go and talk to him because we can't have this. And the ultimate irony of the whole thing is when in the story uh, there's a nuke that's launched. Yeah. And Superman stops Russia it. Russia launches yeah. it? Yeah. And Superman stops it. And in turn, like, it blacks out, like, a good portion of the United States. And cities that's, all over the board, like, fall into anarchy. Uh-huh. Except for Gotham. Because Gotham has Batman, <laughs> who kind of comes out and rallies everything. and uh, On a horse. On, on a, a horse. horse. <laughs> the only way that Batman can do things. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's great. It's so and it gives one of the, the best motivational speeches ever. Yes. Such, uh. The, NR, the NRA probably didn't like that speech, though. No, no, no. When he holds up the, <laughs> well, in the right. movie, he holds up the guns. These are clumsy and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Weller. Yep. Peter Weller, uh, RoboCop, doing the yeah, voice uh-huh. for Batman in that, which is He did a phenomenal. fantastic awesome. job. He does a great job playing yeah. like a withered old Batman. Uh-huh. Um, what are the I refer the term grizzled, not withered. <laughs> and you, you commented on this, Tony. Like, it, it really you know dives into Bruce Wayne Batman is just as fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. As oh, yeah. the villain's. 
Yeah, I mean, he's certifiable. It does. It's not illustrated so much in the animated movie, but uh, in in the comic, and I told you, I I, I love the internal dialogue, uh, making it seem like Bruce Wayne and Batman are two separate entities fighting uh-huh. for the one body, <laughs> and it's like that's like the one thing that's. I mean, that uh, that's like the reason I still read comics is because that cannot be transposed onto a screen. One of the. And the thing is, like, and they did this in the animated movie, and they do it in the book too. But it, because they don't have that, it kind of loses some of its. Yeah, it's kind of like a what the fuck moment. Yeah, the it's, mustache. Yep. In the beginning <laughs> of the story, Bruce Wayne he has a mustache, yep. and he tosses and turns one night and wakes up, and he, you know, you find him in the Bat Cave, and oh, Alfred comes naked. down. Yeah, Alfred comes down there, and he's like, you know, what are you doing down here? And he's saying how he remembered, you know, he a promise he made, and you know, mm-hmm. he turns around, and Alfred's like, when did you shave your mustache? And he's just like. <gasps> the fuck? <laughs> like he doesn't even remember shaving his fucking mustache. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, that's like one of those things that without that internal dialogue, you're just kind of like, uh, what? <laughs> that was kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of that helps. Wow, Batman's senile. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost his shit. <laughs> I always feel like you know they missed the golden opportunity to have Clint Eastwood play. An old, <laughs> oh yeah, beat down Batman. They like could have done it fifteen years ago. When I saw Gran Torino, yes, I was like, oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> he would Shot be an excellent face. Bruce, like old, you know, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> an old racist deal. Batman. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other great thing, so many great things about this story, and one of them is it really shows that relationship between Batman and the Joker. Mm-hmm. In which Batman goes away, and it's like the Joker just completely shuts down. Yeah, he yeah. just turns catatonic. Yeah, he just turns catatonic. He's, well, you the, know, just slurping applesauce. Right. In the book, he wasn't necessarily catatonic. It was just more like the Joker entity, like, subsided. It's like he, he saw no purpose. Yeah. You know, and it's said, and you can apply it. This is said in Batman the Animated Series, um, the episode The Man Who Killed Batman. Where they think Batman's dead, and at one oh. point Joker says, "You know, without Batman, life has no punchline." <laughs> you know, and I remember that. So you know, it's almost like in that in the the Dark Knight Returns world, like Joker just kind of shuts down mm-hmm. until he sees Batman's back, so yeah, back immediately, yeah. yeah, and immediately he goes to fucking, "I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I'm killing some people, <laughs> and we're gonna do this." And this comes down to. One of the greatest showdowns. Yeah. The Batman Joker showdown at the fair. Yeah. That, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, right, that was graphic. That was like, the the yeah. animated movie. Yeah. It was really graphic. I know. Like, like, I couldn't believe they kept all of that. Like, and the, this. The battering in the eye socket uh-huh. like that. This comes. This came out a few months after The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Right so after that. Uh, oh, this yeah. came out after the, the shooting. Theater shooting. Yeah. Yep. And. There was some concern of whether or not to put this scene in there because, for once again, for those who don't know, in that scene, um, Joker is running through the tunnel of love, <laughs> just <laughs> shooting people left and right, uh, yeah, like it's nobody's business, like it's Columbine all over. <laughs> and like even like me, like when I was watching it, I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, oh my god, <laughs> that guy's crazy. And he's laughing while he's doing yeah. it, which it makes it even more like unsettling. Yeah. We really got that taste of that completely psychotic 
Joker that I'm hoping we get Jared with Leto. Yeah, will, will bring. But you're and Jeff. You know, you said at one point Batman he throws in a battering, and hits him right in the eye, and he has like a oh, a, just oh. the battering just sticking yep, out like of his half eye. Of a battering. Ugh, it's like sunken. Ugh. And it hurts my groin. I keep I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep going back to the animated movie for this scene just because <sighs> the way they did it was remarkable. Mm-hmm. Everything about it, the voice acting just added so much more to it that I can't not talk about it. <laughs> just when it's that final confrontation and and they're they're going at it, and Joker says something to Batman to the nature of like this is it. This is it, isn't it? It's finally here. Like, he's excited. This is finally their last... The culmination. The culmination. They're finally going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and Joker stabs Batman like five or six times. Yeah. Shanks him. And uh, Batman eventually loses his shit. And he, he's just, he literally says it. He's like, no more. <laughs> yeah. And he just punches him. He's like, all the people you've killed, all the, you know, uh, friends you've crippled, you know, it's all basically saying it's all on Batman's hands because he's let him live. Yeah. And when Joker has him and he's, you know, trying to stab him, uh, Batman just grabs his neck and he doesn't fully snap it. Yeah. But he like paralyzes him. Yeah, he yeah. does a pretty fine job. And <laughs> he doesn't you know, kill him, but he makes him pay. And uh, you know, Joker ends up falling, and he's sitting there, and he's like, you know, <laughs> in, in in the animated movie, it's so great because <laughs> he's laughing, and he's like, "Oh, you really did it now, didn't you?" <laughs> and he's you know he's boasting, and he's like, "I did it. I finally I made you lose control." Uh-huh. And, you know, he's begging Batman to finish him. Batman's like, no. So Joker's just like, all right. And turns his neck and snaps his own neck. (laughs) Yeah. Great ending. And it's just like. The ultimate Joker death right there. You almost need like, (laughs) at least me, like I need a fucking breather after that. I'm like. Need a cigarette. That was fucking intense. (laughs) Yeah. I I do remember watching that part for the first time and just remember going, like I was, I sat there and I was doing the the whole covering my mouth, like, oh my God, kind of thing. (laughs) Because I was like reading it, like you said, reading it on, on the paper, it's one thing, but then seeing it come alive with the voice acting and the music behind it. It, it adds so much depth to um, a scene like that that I literally, I think I might have taken a break. Like, I think I paused. It was like, Jesus fucking Christ, what did I just watch? Because <laughs> it's, it's so dark and just so twisted. fucked up. Yep. Like, it's literally just, there's and no other word for it. It's fucked up. That is like, you know, the probably the best culmination, I'll use your word again, <laughs> of that Batman <laughs> uh, Joker Relationship, uh-huh. because everybody, you know, it's been said time and time again, time and time again. The only way that dynamic ever ends is Batman killing Joker. Uh-huh. And in some interpretations, that's what Joker wants, and others, it's not so much. But it just it leaps out at you, and, and you have to like take a minute and be like, okay, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a hot climax. It's a hot. There's one thing Jeff knows about. Yeah. <laughs> hot climaxes. <laughs> How does that scene like resonate with you? Oh, I was just in awe the entire time. Just like I couldn't believe that they kept it in just <clears throat> the way they did. <clears throat> um, I mean, 
I can't believe they got away with all that in animated movies. And it, yeah, like they really stress that you know if they were doing this, they wanted to do it right. Hence, be why it was released first in like a part one and part two, and then later like it's it's seriously like a two and a half hour. Yeah, yeah, long, it's, it's really long. You know, they didn't keep out a whole lot. No, from the book, um, and they did a great job at like you know trying to keep true to the artwork, but also applying that Bruce Tim vibe to it and also making sure like the color palettes weren't bright. It wasn't, you know, too Schumacher-esque. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Less neon, please. Yeah, everything looks, it does look like washed out, uh, faded, almost like sepia tone or something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the whole Dark Knight Returns story basically culminates with the Batman-Superman confrontation. Which mm-hmm. isn't something you would expect. You would have thought it'd be the the yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah. The, you thought you thought the Joker uh, part was it. Nope. No. Oh, no. Nope. 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 Wait. Not at all. Nope. There's much more. <laughs> um, and the thing I love about the the Superman Batman fight in this that we're probably not going to get in Batman v Superman because it's a different stories is you get the feeling of reluctance. Of them fighting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, for Superman, it's him doing his job. hmm And for Batman, it's Batman doing what he has to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Having to fight Superman. I mean, who's going to be excited about that? <laughs> oh, great. I get to fight Superman. Awesome. <laughs> great fucking job. <laughs> um, and in turn, like, Batman, he puts in this very intricate plan of how he's going to defeat Superman involving the mech suit, involving Green Arrow... Uh, we haven't even touched on the fact that there's a new Robin in this, Carrie yep. Kelly. Yeah, she's great in it too. I liked her a lot. Yeah, she's probably my favorite Robin actually. The suit lends itself better to a female. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. The, the OG suit definitely. That's sexist. <laughs> the one thing I never really, uh, you know, which you just kind of have to turn your brain off and not think about it. The whole Carrie Kelly thing is like, she's a pretty, you know, distinctive looking person. Oh yeah, she looks exactly. Yeah, she has like bright red hair. <laughs> yeah. You know, thick black glasses, and it's like... And she doesn't take them off for her Robin costume. No, so it's like, <laughs> it wouldn't be too hard to figure out who hey, Robin is. Hey, who's teenage girl with the uh, orange mop top and the super <laughs> thick glasses? <laughs> um, but the Batman-Superman confrontation is the culmination. There it is again. Yep. The climax <laughs> of the entire film. And what a climax it is. It is, because it's, it's a great back and a forth climax. <laughs> and uh, this is after, like, the nuke goes on and Gotham's gone dark and it's kind of, like, in this Don't forget about, like, the zombie winter. Superman that happens during the Oh, that's too. so fucking weird. So yeah. weird. Really bizarre. Especially in the comics. It's like, weirder because it had his internal monologue. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, calling the Earth his mother. Yeah. Like, Grant yeah. me your oh. strength, yeah, oh, mother. Weird stuff like that. Drain the power from the daisies and shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, you, without the inner monologue, like, in the, that, in the that's movie. That's true. I totally forgot about that part, too. You don't really get that feeling yeah. of that's what he's doing. Like, in the in the book, or in the movie, you it watch it. It just looks it. like he's irradiating flowers. Yeah, it just, well, it just looks like he's putting his hand down, and he's, like, nuclear, you know, uh-huh. right. radiation's coming off him, and he's just right. touching it, and it's just killing it. Yeah. I totally forgot about that part, having the inner monologue, too. So, Superman, at this point, he is somewhat weakened, in a weakened state. Uh-huh. Fighting Batman, but he holds his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes back and forth pretty hard. It does, like... Uh, you definitely don't see Batman not holding back with a 
regular human being very often like yeah. he has in this fight. Because there's mm-hmm. no, you know, there's no sense of him holding back. Yeah, he's breaking his bones and shit. And, uh, and you know, Batman, after he gets the green arrow, the green kryptonite arrow, uh-huh. ah. <laughs> Adam, and, you know, Batman says, you know, he's like, you're feeling now what we deal with every day, your mortality. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then he gives that beautiful, beautiful speech. His other speech. Yes, his other speech. <laughs> Batman has a lot of speeches in this. He's, he's very, got a lot to say. Ninety well, percent of the book is him standing at a podium. <laughs> <laughs> he's very long-winded. But he he gives that speech that they played when they announced they were doing Batman v Superman mm-hmm. at Comic Con, which is you know, I want you to remember, Clark, that it was me that did this to you. And, you know this. All this, you know, great stuff, and it's, you know, basically Batman saying, like, you know, hey, just rubbing it in, like, I did this to you. <laughs> neener, fucking neener, mortal. Neener. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, uh, Superman uses his, his x-ray vision, and he sees inside Batman's chest, and his heart is having an irregular... Heartbeat. Basically, mm-hmm. he's having, yeah. it looks like he's having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And he falls over and he seemingly dies, which would be like it was one of the most anticlimactic endings for <laughs> Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they do it. <laughs> just just for people to leave the theater going, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, they finally fought and he just fucking fell over and died. <laughs> <laughs> just had a heart just, attack. And <laughs> I just sat for t- two and a half hours. I mean, they, they just met like a little while ago. <laughs> 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 Train too hard. Oh God, too much CrossFit. <laughs> he used to take bear claws two at a time, and they get lodged right in here. Um, and to rewind a bit, story starts out with Bruce Wayne in the race car. Oh, and he's yeah. basically he's like an adrenaline jockey. I thought you said he played a race card for. He played a race card. And <laughs> uh, I want to say that in in. He's like talking to a girl. Yeah, isn't it Ferris? I don't know if they actually say Ferris Bueller. Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Ferris. Oh, yeah. Anna Ferris. No, goddamn it! You know which <laughs> Ferris I'm talking about. <laughs> Hal's Ferris. I can't remember her first name. Carol now. Ferris. Carol. Yeah. yeah. I want to say. I want to say. You that don't, you don't mow another man's grass. Oh, you don't rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> Is that a real expression? According <laughs> to Joker, it is. Um, oh, that's right. But yeah, Batman's almost like a adrenaline junkie. It's almost like he's begging to die. Yeah. yeah. And you fast forward to the end where he seemingly has a heart attack. They even go through to have the funeral for him. Uh, Alfred even dies. Oh, God, yeah, he In the dies. process. Oh, and, that's right. Because they blow up Wayne Manor. Yeah. And then he just collapses out. I don't know if, like, the stre- what it was with the stress. I think it's because it turned out Alfred was a vampire the whole time. <laughs> he was connected to <laughs> yep, Wayne Manor, yeah. and then... <laughs> could be on to something. <laughs> um, you eventually find out because that Batman now is going to do, like, an underground operation. Uh-huh. Uh, called ISIS. Called uh-huh. ISIS. <laughs> called I- is is. <laughs> A uh, little inside um, joke there. And then also, too, we, we didn't even touch on the whole mutant aspect of yeah. it. There's just so much to talk about with this. 
the movie was or movie. Well, the movie and the book were just really out there. He really used a lot of his imagination. He definitely took it and ran with it and sent it through the Frank Miller filter. Yeah. <laughs> they took Batman, put it in the Frank Miller crazy blender. <laughs> yeah. And this, <laughs> and this is what poured out. And serve <laughs> people a big steaming glass of Frank Miller there you crazy. Go. <laughs> Drink up. Slurp on that for a while. Well, and he's done two sequels to it. And I've heard each is like succeedingly worse than the last. I was about to say, I remember the third one being really. Well, third one, yeah, it's just like. Is that the one that's called The Master Race? Yeah, third one is. I don't know if it's still being released right now, if it's still running. They were doing it this past year or whatever, and it looked really weird. It was just classic Frank Miller. And I've seen pictures from The Dark Knight Returns. Again, or Dark, mm-hmm. or Dark Knight Dark Strikes, Strikes Again. again. Yeah. I haven't read it. I heard it. And the there. art just looks fucking it's even more, weird. It's even yeah. more bizarre than... And I haven't heard enough good reviews to warrant me to even pick it up and, and try to read it. And one of the things you'll notice, too, if you read Dark Knight Returns, or if you watch the if Dark Knight Returns... read. <laughs> if you know how to read, <laughs> is you watch that or read that, and then you watch Dark Knight Rises, there's a lot of stuff pulled from the Dark Knight Returns and yeah, put into true. Dark Knight Rises. Him being retired. Him being retired, uh, you know, the older aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's actually a, literally a part in the movie directly from the yeah, comics. The, 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 when the, Batman first shows back up. The chase scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the cop says, oh, you're in for a show tonight. It's not, it's just about line for line in the book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's pretty spot on, and then even like the whole faking his death yep. aspect, yeah, <coughs> just a fantastic piece of literature. I think. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Like things, a lot of people don't realize there's tons of symbolism in it. Um, mm-hmm. Symbolism, symbolism, both really overt and like you know stuff that doesn't really get used a lot in literature these, these days, like the literal connection between Alfred and Wayne Manor. When it gets destroyed, he just keels over mm-hmm. and fucking dies. Like, you know, stuff, <laughs> little stuff like that. Right. And, and like we've said, like, you know, the news, the news parts, you know, being like a, almost being a parody of news today. You yeah. Know? Um, Sensationalizing violence. And it's all bad news. Yep. Exactly. They never in, in that story. The news is never reporting anything good. Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. either fluff or total it's like a, violence and Yeah, yep, yep. There's even a portion where the news anchor says, you know, how it's gonna be cold, and she's like, and I have nothing to wear. <laughs> it's just like it's one of those things where you're just like what the fuck? Just happened. <laughs> never change, Frank. <laughs> God no. <laughs> Stay golden. It's weird when you ever see something that's written by him but done by a different artist. Like All Star Batman and Robin, Jim, oh, yeah, Lee, Jim, Jim Lee. Lee, seeing Jim Lee's art, super you know crisp and iconic art, with like his batshit insane writing. <laughs> <laughs> no like, pun intended. Yeah, I mean, like when you read that, it's just so like it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I highly recommend it. Even though I don't think it ever got finished. What All Star Batman and Robin? Yeah, it was delayed for over a decade. Like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're completely right. Well, Frank Miller doesn't have the best track record with stuff like that. I mean, he yeah. has sequels that are coming out. Do you out think, now. like, you know, uh, Dark Knight Returns for him was like lightning in a bottle? Like, um, yeah. Or no. it, maybe, too, it also had to do with, like, I don't know how much work he had done prior to that. 
Well, I he mean, still might have had that that chip on his shoulder, that wanting to prove himself. And yeah, I mean, he had, was this. Did he write this before he wrote for uh, Daredevil? Mm. Because Daredevil, he, he did wonders for that him too. Yeah. He's supposed to have totally revitalize the character. I've never read his Man work on Daredevil. Fear. Yeah, that's true. I, I completely I shoot me in the face. I completely <laughs> forgot about uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil. He's run. definitely like he either is very polarized. It's either amazing or total crap. Yeah, there's no middle ground. It's like Frank how Miller. it always is with Alan Moore with me. Like I love a lot of his stuff, and I'll just like oh, this is crap. This is horrible. You know, like. Um, I tried reading um, the uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I read the f- yeah. volume one, volume two. I really enjoyed, and then I read the Black Dossier. It was just total crap. I hated it. Then Alan Moore, yeah, he's, he's a weirdo. Doesn't slightly off topic in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Doesn't Doctor Jekyll rape the Invisible Man to death? He sure does. I, <laughs> I've I've heard about that, but I I dare not. Why didn't they put that in the movie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie's definitely way more lighthearted. I still enjoy the movie. A lot of people. It really just boggles my mind that there's a comic book out there where Doctor Jekyll <laughs> rapes Excuse the me, Invisible Man to death. Excuse me, it was Mister Hyde. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Even more disturbing. Yeah, they definitely took the whole concept of the primitive animal instinct and really, uh, they ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's another. That's another guy, Alan Moore, who's just oh, fucking off his rocker. He like, does so much stuff with sexual assault. Like this response. Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. Tons of sexual assault. That, that wasn't even the only rape incident in uh, the League of Extraordinary. Uh, there was at least three attempted rapes, two successful sexual assaults. And these are, you know, this isn't a, this is a the, uh, graphic novel. The Killing Joke. Yeah. Implied sexual assault. Implied sexual assault with Joker and, 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 uh, and creepy BSDM. Oh, we could have started that. Oh, shit. But yeah, and they had those creepy S&M dwarves in it, too. Oh, and then he had Commissioner Gordon in, like, the S&M. Yeah, what the fuck was going on with that? That was was a little weird What the hell's wrong with him? (laughs) (laughs) I can't Can't wait to see how they do that in the animated movie. That's just not American. (laughs) I mean, I can't think of anything he's done other than whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow that didn't have some sort of form of sexual dominance or assault in it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> you lost me. Yeah, you're after. I got nothing. Stick with the Dark Knight Returns. I don't think there's, uh, to my knowledge, at least his no... kinky stuff is just typical weird '80s kink. Like, yeah, he'll have hookers and dominatrixes and and blow and lots of blow, <laughs> strippers. So, in short, <laughs> if you haven't, go pick up the Dark Knight Returns. Give it a read. <laughs> Highly recommend. Or it. borrow it from one of us clowns. I'm, I mean, yeah. I have it, you have it. I have you it. probably pirated it. <clears throat> I do not admit to that. But. <laughs> I did not or have go out relations with her. And uh, <laughs> pick up the Dark Knight Returns movie if you don't want to give it a read, because it's pretty damn close. You're, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you don't want to read it, it's definitely a, it's a good representation. It's probably the, the best way to go if, you know. Even artistically. Yeah. Artistically, it is better. I was actually, when I was watching it uh, recently, like a week ago, I was like, wow, the this is one of the few animated movies where you can sit there and be like, the artwork for the movie is better mm-hmm. than the comic book. I mean, Frank Miller's <laughs> not a bad artist, but it's uh, he's definitely got his own style. It's he, an acquired taste, I would say. Like, it works perfectly for Sin City. Yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed it in Sin City. Other work he's done, um, uh, give and take, you know, mm-hmm. hit and miss. 
But yeah, I highly recommend it. Go get it right now as you are listening to this. Just pause it, come back and listen to us. <laughs> so I think that's, I mean, I don't know what else to talk about with this movie or book, oh, book movie. Um, I could think of one thing. What? And um, favorite, mo- <laughs> favorite moments from The Dark Knight Ooh, Returns. Okay. Let's do this. Jeff, you go mm, first. Probably besides the Joker's death when uh, he plugs himself into the power grid in his Batmac and he like, grabs Superman's head and electrocutes him with like <laughs> all of Gotham City's worth of electricity and like like Black, blacks out what hasn't been blacked yeah, out exactly. in the city. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. It just looks so cool. Like the way watching him and Superman just wail on each other and like that crazy sonic gun that shot out it blew out every window like within a mile of uh, where they were standing. Like and it shot it right in front of his face, and it like it's like making his ears bleed and everything. Yeah. Like, oh, Jeff, man. I thought for sure you were gonna say that the scene where Batman and Superman are first talking on like Wayne Manor, like at the farm part with the eagle. Oh Superman's yeah, the eagle. <laughs> I forgot about that. God damn it! Just like one of the most like American looking things you could possibly imagine, and he almost has like uh, Superman. He has like this. White button-up shirt on. Uh, it's yeah. like the top half like unbuttoned. Yeah, the top <laughs> it's a very buttons. like. It looks like it'd be the cover of a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> like Fabio would be. He looks like um, the crimson chin from Fairly Odd Parents. Like <laughs> the chin is that ridiculous. You're right. Thing. And he had, doesn't he? Does he have pirate boots on? Does he have? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has Every outfit in this was really strange. Like, <laughs> he, could, he was just, you know, Frank Miller's probably just like, you know, I'm going to draw him with Cowboy. Or a oh, but, uh, Why the fuck not, you know? Before we move on to Tony, what were you going to say? There's there like you said there was one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny watching it compared to that one episode of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah, the Dark Knight, uh, Tales of the Dark Knight. Yeah, like, it's funny because, like, I love both the voice actors who played Batman in it because the one in Tales of the Dark Knight was Michael Ironside, mm-hmm. who also voices uh, Darkseid. Oh yeah, and he's yeah he's great. He's a great voice actor. Like I actually have trouble picking a favorite between him and uh, RoboCop, uh, Peter Weller, but I'd probably give it to Peter Weller. Yeah, but it's a close one. It is a close one. That's all I had to say, Tony. If I had to pick one part, I'd probably have to say the um, meetup and fight scene with Batman and the head honcho of the mutant gang. Oh, that's mutant. great. Which which. Which fight scene? Because there's two. I'm talking the one where he's triumphant. Okay. Oh, yeah. Where he, um, what, what does he say? It's not a... This isn't a mud pit. This is an operating, operating table. table. Yeah. Oh, that is, <laughs> and then he gets, proceeds to snap, I think, both arms and legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he fucks him up real good. I mean, What's beautiful about that is Gordon's in on it, too. Where yeah. they... He's the one that releases him. Yeah. From yeah. And, jail. Uh, what is it? Gordon says something. It's very cryptic. Oh, I can't remember. Because this is after, because the mutant leader, he uh, when he's, once he's in jail, he meets the mayor of the city, ends up killing the mayor. Killing the mayor, yep. Uh, but they end up, yeah, like letting, basically letting him out. <laughs> so Batman, and what's also great is he enlists Carrie Kelly to go undercover yep, as, as a, a yeah. mutant yep. <laughs> to get all the, all the mutants around this pit so to watch it so they can see <laughs> Batman just fucking annihilate this guy. That was beautiful. Yep. Yep. That was that was spectacular. I remember reading that and going, holy shit. You guys have taken like all the best moments. <laughs> <laughs> like Yeah, what he said. Honestly, it's for me it is hard to not say 
the final Joker Batman confrontation. Right. Because it's another one of those moments that just it it gives me chills. Gives me goose gives me goosebumps all it's over. Good, yeah. Goose nipples. Um uh, for good reason too. Yeah, it it's fantastic. And uh I, I do I like the the fight with the mutant uh-huh. leader. Like the first fight when he loses. Mm-hmm. And the, and the second fight. That's also very Dark Knight Rises esque. Yeah. In which, you know, he goes to fight the mutant leader and Alfred's telling him, you know, you're not what you were. <laughs> right. Same thing in the Dark Knight Rises when he goes to fight Bane. Bane, he's like, and they just like wail on each other. Yeah. His ferocity. <laughs> uh, I can't rave about this enough. Happy 30th anniversary, Frank Miller and Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Thank you wacky shit. for giving us this that would no doubt spawn the Tim Burton movies, mm-hmm. the Christopher Nolan movies, the Batman, the animated series. And the Batman versus Superman. And right. Batman versus Superman. Yeah. None of it. Its legacy echoes on to this very moment. Yes. <laughs> that was very eloquently put, Jeff. Thank you. You know, it just gave me a hard on. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like sloth there. Until next week, I am Mike. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. We'll see you next week on the Kapow Cast. Woo.